going on there, Youth Pastors? Paul Turner here from the thediscipleproject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, a podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. How are you today? Second week of January. Are you excited about it? Are you, are you ready to get things going? Are you filled with hope and uh, anticipation of the good things that God's going to bring to you and your youth ministry? I am. I am hopeful. I am hopeful not only for myself, but I'm also hopeful for you, no matter what situation you may find yourself in, whatever season you may be in. God is present. God is there. So don't freak out. Had a great day yesterday. Took my wife out for anniversary dinner. Did an interview yesterday with another podcaster, another youth ministry podcaster. And uh, I'll be sharing that with you all in hopefully about a week. Going away for a retreat this weekend. It's uh, called Deeper Weekend. So I'm kind of excited about that. I have uh, three students going, which is not terrible. I think, you know, for the our size group, that's uh, over 10%. <laughs> so listen, that's, uh, I, think that's a, I think that's a good deal. That's, uh, that's more like 30%. <laughs> and so I'm, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to have these three students go and, and uh, have them uh, go a little deeper in their relationship with the Lord but also a great opportunity to talk to them about the youth ministry, where they see themselves, and I'll be teaching some small groups, things like that. And just about two weeks away from going to Hawaii, yeah, going to Hawaii to uh, teach at a school there called the Anchor House. Uh, it's my friend Rick Bunchu. He's the pastor at Hawaii Christian Fellowship, so I'll be joining him. And hopefully I'll have a ton of content to share with you uh, from being over there. So be, if you're not a subscriber yet, probably want to subscribe now because, like I said, there's a content tornado <laughs> maybe coming in. And if you're new today, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part. And uh, if you would like to subscribe, well, then, hey, listen, I would love to have you as a part of this community. And uh, I'm going to share with you the motion metrics today. Time for the motion. I need some sort of, I need like an intro to the motion metrics. If you want to make one for me, let me know. But yeah, the motion metrics where I just let you know the people, cities, and countries, people that are listening to the podcast all over the world. People, uh, Wilka, welcome Wilka, uh, Mild Genius, top cities uh, that are listening to the podcast. We have Blessing, we have Phoenix, we have Columbus. I don't know where Blessing is. I want to say Blessing, Texas for some reason, but that may, that may not be correct. If you're listening in Blessing, Texas, reach out to me uh, and say that's correct. Or if it's Blessing somewhere else, by all means, reach out and say, no, Paul, that's not where that's at. Countries, U.S., U.K., and Singapore. Welcome, Singapore. Appreciate you listening in today. I want to thank everybody who's listening from all over the world, uh, from the smallest town in, in the Midwest uh, to the largest city in uh, a country beyond the United States, wherever you may be. Thank you for doing good youth ministry. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part today. So today I'm talking about doing the work. And I know when you listen to it, the danger that I in sharing this with you is that it sounds like some sort of rebuke. And it's really not. It's more of an awareness thing. It's, it's something we need to think about when we think about youth ministry uh, and, and about our mindset in the ministry. Uh, because I, like I said, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, that we have a tendency to romanticize ministry and youth ministry in particular because we're dealing with teenagers uh, we've seen you know what what on, we've seen stuff online or what looks like perfection or what looks like what we want to have in our ministries and what we don't see behind the scenes is we don't see the work 
that takes place to make these moments that we see online or in other churches or whatever's happening, we just don't see the work that's going on back there. We don't see, you know, the the long hours. We don't see the uh, relationships. We don't see a lot of those things. And so I want to talk to you about that today because there may be some of you who have been lulled into that mindset, you know, that things are just supposed to happen. And uh, that's just usually not how it works. So I'm going to break it down for you today. Once again, not as a rebuke, not as a getting on to you type of thing, but just as a reminder that the things that you expect, it's going to require the work. And I want to talk about what the work is. Now, before we get into that today, I want to remind you, it's still January. Planning is still happening. You're not late. And so if you are interested in building a championship youth ministry this year, can I recommend the resource that I've created called My Youth Ministry Playbook. And it is jam-packed with all the things you need to effectively run your youth ministry. It's got all the forms. It's got the weekly, uh, you know, where you're going to put your weekly stuff in. It's got your monthly with questions that you need to be reminded of. Every youth worker, me, that's why I wrote it. I wrote it initially for me to remind myself of what is important to a youth worker. What should be a, a youth per, a youth worker be thinking of every month? So yes, you have the calendars. Yes, you have the monthly. You have the uh, budget sheets, which are very simple. It's not meant to be, you know, <laughs> this massive uh, uh, undertaking. It's just simple to get you thinking that, hey, where am I spending my money at? What am I investing in? What am I expecting fruit from that I am investing in? Uh, there's the end of the month where you're going to look at and say, what am I learning? What am I? Where am I growing at? What worked? What didn't? These are things. These are reflection sheets. These are opportunities to look at our ministry and reflect. And you know what? It's part of doing the work. Part of doing the work is preparation, planning, prayer, all the P words. It's all going in there. And once again, you're not late. It's the middle of January. And this playbook goes all the way through December 2023. So you have plenty of time to get the planning going, to get the to get the things moving, get the wheels turning and all that. And once again, you're going to get over a dozen articles. You're going to, you can make as many copies of this as you want. It's coming with two free eBooks. The first one is a devotional. It's 40 devotions on, uh, called No Comment, which is about taming the tongue. Uh, I don't know too many youth workers that don't need help with that. I being the chiefest of them, that's why I wrote it for me. And then another book called The 10 excuses that are killing your youth ministry in 2023. And this goes over 10 excuses that the majority of youth pastors make as to why they can't get things going. And I give you the tools how to defeat those because excuses are nothing but assassins. They're there just to kill your dreams and, uh, and, and undermine all the work that you're trying to get done or cause fear or those things. And so I want to give that to you as, uh, as a gift as well. So if you're interested in that and you say, look, Paul, I want to get this thing going, great. There'll be a link down in the show notes. Get your playbook today. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into what I want to talk about today, which is the work. And the work is the work. And my uh, pastor used to say, he used to say, look, this this thing just doesn't pop out of the ground. And he, he would talk about the church. He says, look, this church, this church just didn't pop out of the ground. And he usually said this when people were taking the church for granted. He mostly meant it in a physical way. Uh, the building, you know, would could only come together because people built it brick by brick. But it can also be said that the church spiritually doesn't just pop out of the ground. See, when I first started in youth ministry, youth pastors had a reputation for being lazy. I heard more than one pastor in network meetings speak ill of their youth pastors because to them, they didn't do the work. 
Now, this is more than likely not 100% true, okay? I understand this, but, you know, there was back in the day where you had office hours and you were your, your success or your determination as to whether you're doing the work or not was dependent upon how much time you were in the office. Well, that's not true anymore, but it also leads people to believe that somehow we're still not doing the work when we probably are. But the perception is, well, we're not working at all because we're not in the office. Well, that's not a reality anymore. That doesn't happen. But listen, youth pastors work differently. A lot of the work is being done behind the scenes, what people don't see. And what I am seeing, at least in my own community, are apathetic attitudes mixed with privilege. There's a lot of complaining and not of a lot of real work being done. Yes, there's busyness, but that's not the same as progress. You know, rocking chairs are busy, but they don't get anywhere. Busyness is not the same as the work. I get it though. Youth pastors, if you're a youth pastor, you're trying to survive maybe. You're in survival mode post-COVID. I totally get that. Um, once again, this is not about beating people up. This is not about making you feel bad. This is about reminding you that the work still needs to be done. And what I find, you know, incomprehensible really is the amount of complaining in light of the lack of work. Youth ministries have a glut of managers when they need leaders. I want to say that again. Youth ministries have either inherited or they have gotten a glut of managers when they need leaders. Youth ministries and churches need pastors and youth pastors who are willing to get their hands dirty again and do the work. And I'm not saying we, we need to go back to some sort of old school or anachronistic type of things in the ministry. What I'm saying is we have to get back to the mindset that these things just don't pop up out of the ground, right? We don't just inherit ministries that that are supposed to, you know, build themselves, that we actually have to get in, get our hands dirty again, and do the work we're supposed to do. So let me explain then what is the work. Now, the work for youth pastors, I believe, falls into three categories, structure, relationships, and personal. Under structure, uh, I say that when I say structure of a youth ministry, I mean how it works, how are disciples made, how are guests greeted and retained, how does a youth meeting work, each how-to has a designed purpose or end. I think what it is is that a lot of youth pastors are, are, love the thinking phase. They love to think about it. They love to theologize it. Is that a word? No. They like to, what, what do I want to say? They want to think about the theology of it, but they, they don't spend a lot of time in the practice right? They don't spend a lot of time and say, look, we understand what the theology of it is, but we don't, we don't really know how to practice it. We don't really know what that means or what that looks like. And so we, there's a lot of youth pastors, I think, that spend a lot of time in that thinking phase, but not a lot in the trying phase. And I think for structure, you can go through, by the way, you can go through the who, what, where, why, and how. If you're focused on the, you know, who, you know, how are, who, are, who are the disciples that need to be made, right? Where do disciples need to be made, right? When do disciples need to be made? You can go through all those questions, but that's a lot of navel gazing. That's a lot of, you know, thinking, and that's fine. But eventually you have to get to the how, and then you got to get to the execution, right? It can't just stay in the thinking phase. It has to be done. It has to be practiced. It has to be let out of the box, if you will. It has to get out of our minds and into our hands and into our feet, right? If we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus, those are all based on motion and action, right? The, the thought process is good. We need to start there. 
but eventually it has to work its way down to our hands and into our feet to actually do the thing that we say that we're going to do. The second part of the work I think youth pastors need to do is they need to work in the area of relationships. Now this Maybe the hardest. I mean, programming and all that, once again, that structure, you can, you know, fiddle with that as much as you like. When it comes down to relationships, though, boy, that's hard because that involves emotions, that involves mental states, that involves uh, actually caring, which is sometimes hard. And relationships involve, you know, it's relationships with our pastors and parents, volunteers, students. It involves relationships with the rest of the church, the deacons, the board. It involves with our relationships with our community. And I'll say this about community, that if you were, there are some youth pastors, I'm not, maybe not you, right? I'm not, I'm not directing this at you, but I'm saying there are some youth pastors that feel like they're still going to go and just do, sit in the office. And I just don't think you can sit in the office anymore. I just don't think that's how the work gets done. It's not all done online. It has to be done in person. It has to be done by shaking a hand. It has to be done by introducing yourself to the principal at your local high school. It has to come down to being involved in a campus club. It has to be involved with, you know, where, where the places you shop around your, your church and, uh, and making known that, uh, you know, you're a pastor at this church or you're, that you're a believer or that you want to, you know, pray for somebody's business or, you know, whatever that is. These are relationships and that's how they're going to get. It's not Listen, you're not going to build your youth ministry on uh, just pure marketing. Uh, marketing is a tactic. That's a thing. That's that's not how the work gets done. That's just how you share what you've done already. You've shown your work. You've done the work. And now the marketing says, well, here's our youth ministry. Here's We want to share with you the work that has already been done. And yet there's too many youth pastors that are relying upon an Instagram photo or a a uh, quote or a meme or you know, a TikTok uh, to say, hey, look, come to our youth group. Look, I'm sure you have a great youth group. But the question is, when people show up, do they see that the work has been done? Have you worked out the how are disciples made? Have you worked out how guests are greeted? How, how they're, uh, you know, what is the process for these things? That's part of the work. That if we've not worked that out, then, you know, when people show up, you know, I'll be honest with you, they're going to notice that the work has not been done and they're going to go, okay, well, this is very fluffy. It's very, um, it got a lot of emotions, but it's very surface level and you got to figure out how do we get deeper? And that requires relationships. And the third area, I believe of, uh, you know, doing the work is personal and that falls into soul work, skill work, and family work. And in the, you know, realm of the soul, you know, listen, we got to pray, you know, we, you know, the old adage is we, we need to pray like it's all up to God, but we got to work like it's all up to us. It is a partnership with God and we have to work out some things in our soul, you know, whether that is dealing with our fears and insecurities uh, about, you know, how we represent in our community, how we deal with the people in our church. Maybe we have to deal with anger and bitterness. And this is something that I work on. This is not, once again, this is not just, this is doing the work is an endless proposition. We are always doing the work. We're always trying to work through stuff within our souls so that we can be, you know, good human beings, uh, good 
followers of Jesus and, uh, and good ministers of the gospel. And if we're doing the soul work, if we're spending time, yes, it is, it is to be assumed, by the way, that if you're a Christian, uh, first of all, and yes, a minister of the gospel, that, uh, you know, prayer and reading the Bible and, you know, doing acts of love and kindness and doing all those things, well, that's part of the work. That's a soul work. That's the work God's done in your heart, right? We say that. We say, well, that's a great work that God's done in your heart. Well, the work is when we, you know, laid down our stuff and took up God's stuff and said, okay, now the work is being done, right? It's hard. It's uh, it's part of the discipleship process for every believer uh, that the work has to be done. You don't think it was easy? I mean, do you think it was easy for Peter uh, when Jesus said, get behind me, Satan? Do you think it was easy for Peter to, you know, fail in front of all of his friends because he, you know, sunk, you know, was sinking down out of the water and Jesus had to come to us and says, hey, little, you have little faith. You know, do you think it was easy for, you know, James and John, who were the sons of thunder, you know, to, you know, be taken on, you know, by Jesus and saying, hey, look, we're not going to act that way. We're not going to behave this way. We just calm down, calm down, James and John, the disciples did work. They showed up, they followed Jesus, and ultimately when a lot of disciples left, you know, they, Jesus said, hey, are you going to leave me too? He says, well, to who else are, shall we go? Who else has the words of life? Who ha- who else is this? And, you know, they, that was through revelation of saying, look, we've done the work. We've seen it. We've been there with you. And uh, there's really no place else we want to go. And that's part of that soul work that every Christian has to do. Forget about being a youth worker, but every Christian has to do that soul work. And then there's skill work. Well, what are you not good at? Right? What are you what are you still working on? Are you not messing with Discord because technology, you're afraid of the technology? Are you not messing with certain aspects of learning how to do things? And I'm not talking about, you know, getting better at something you're really weak at. I'm talking about building some just skills. Even if you if you're good at it, get better at it. If you're poor at it, well then yeah, delegate it if you need to, but that requires work as well, because you may have to teach somebody how to do something you don't want to do, but at least you know how it's done. And if you don't know how it's done, just do a little bit of research and then say, find somebody who would like to, you know, do your Discord. And uh, if you don't know what Discord is, just go to discord.com and it's a online uh, way to communicate through video, uh, through audio, through message boards, all those kind of things. So, you know, if you want to investigate that, go ahead. But skill work. If you're not very good at preaching, well, then work on it. Read a book, get better at it. If you if you're not the it's most youth pastors have to be the main speaker because, well, they're the the leader, they're the voice of the youth ministry. But that doesn't mean you you don't have to you can help other people facilitate their stories as well. Students, adult volunteers, right? You can rotate through them, but you need to work on those skills. Whatever skills you, you think you need, uh, work on them. Do the work there, right? And then family work. And that's the dynamic of being a good husband, being a good wife, being a, a good son, a good daughter, a good brother, a good sister. You know, whatever work you need to do in your family, not allowing the ministry to overtake and run the calendar. You have to control, first of all, the family calendar. That's part of the work. You know, when, when ministry is over, the family still exists. When, when all of us are done being youth pastors, what is left is when we go to our homes is the people who are going to be with us for the rest of our lives. 
Our pastors may not be with us for the rest of our lives. The congregations are not going to be with us for the rest of our lives. We're going to make friends and relationships. But ultimately, if you're married, that that person is with you for the rest of your life. If you're married and ch- with kids, those kids are, you know, are your future. And, and you know, <laughs> they're, they're the people that are going to grow up. And the people that you want to hang out with, my kids are the people I go to the movies with now. I go out to lunch with, you know, and I'm blessed because I made terrible mistakes, you know, where, where, you know, I let the calendar of the ministry run things. I didn't do good family work. I did great ministry work, but I wasn't great, 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 as great as I wanted to be in regards to my family. And I find myself, you know, working hard now, you know, it's not too late. It's not too late to do the work in the family part of your life. And so once again, I know it sounds like I'm preaching. I probably am. And, and I preach from a good place because I want to see you succeed in life, more, even more so than I want you to succeed in ministry. I want you to succeed with your family and your marriage and your kids. I want you to succeed in that first and foremost. And then, yes, the ministry and the work, the job, the career, the vocation. Yes, we want to be good at that too. We want to reach kids for Christ. But we don't want to, you know, win the whole world right? And lose our own souls. We don't want to win the whole ministry and lose our families. So let me go ahead and land this plane by saying this. And this is about people that are complaining. If you're complaining online or off, and people are asking you about the ministry and people, and you're just complaining about things, about why things are not going your way or why things aren't happening the way you want them to, or the way you think God should do them for you. If you're complaining that kids are not bringing their friends and you're binge watching season three of The Office for the third time, instead of working with your students to design effective outreaches, you should stop complaining. If you're complaining about your pastor, but have made zero effort to build relationships with them, you should stop complaining. If you're complaining about your adult volunteers, but haven't been investing in them, you should stop complaining. Complaining without the work is privilege. It's expecting God to do something without the sowing or sacrifice on your end. I'm not talking about martyrdom or beating yourself into the ground with long days. I'm talking about processing, thinking, praying, and meditating on solutions to your biggest problems. And let me say this, experimentation is part of the work. It's critical to finding solutions, like a scientist trying to trying different formulas to find an answer, or doctors trying to fear, find cures. Youth pastors have to be willing to experiment with their formats, their processes, their worship, their curriculum. Experimentation isn't solution. It's simply trying some new things. And it's part of the work because it's baby steps to the larger work that needs to be done in your ministry. Now, let me say this, and please take it as it is being said. This is not a condemnation, but I hope it is a motivation. No one owes you a successful youth ministry. Let me say it again. No one owes you a successful youth ministry, let alone God. But unlike salvation, where works cannot trump the work done on the cross, prayer alone, study alone, and preaching alone will not supersede the work you have to get done day in and day out to build the kind of youth ministry God has placed in your heart. The vision that you have of the youth ministry you want is going to require you to step up a little bit more. So let me encourage you, plant, water, and let God do the growing but you still got to plant and you still got to water and you still got to do the work. 
And that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share my heart with you today. I know you could sense that I was really passionate about this topic uh, because it's something that it's a standard that I hold myself to. And uh, hopefully I've shared this with you to motivate you, as is the intent of this podcast, and to keep your youth ministry moving forward. And I hope it does. And as always, if you've not heard the words, you're doing a good job, let me tell you, you're doing a good job and you're only going to get better. Keep doing the work, and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode.